0: Greetings, everybody. Welcome back into Mining Stock Daily. We're going to kick off this Monday with an important corporate update from Meridian Mining. Meridian Mining Trades on the TSX with MNO and on the OTCQB with M. R R D F. I i was hoping for some important news out this monday morning as i returned back to the corporate uh, updates and the in the mining stock daily morning briefing because i was took about half the week off last week and sure enough here we go good reason to connect with chairman gilbert clark once again uh gilbert this was just uh, an incredible hole out of the kava Salt project there in brazil meters of 5.3% copper equivalent, but that also included 12.8 meters of 12.7% copper equivalent, but there was a peak assay of almost 18% copper, 34.1 grams per ton gold, and 105 grams per ton silver. This is all coming out of one whole whole CD240. That's a great hole, best one out of the project. Uh, Yeah, you and I both got a big old grin on our face right now.
1: Hi, hi, Trev. Thanks again for having me on your podcast, mate. Um, Yes, look, it has been a – it was a a, a really incredible story behind how we've had this success, and it goes back to end of last year, Um, we – found um, in a core shed, this, the old BP core shed over in the town called Arapatunga, we found a box of the old drilling records because we, we've we got some 28,000 metres of drilling we never used because it's not compliant and it has some great copper values in it. And this particular zone that we've been looking at, you know, what we didn't know really what the orientation was. We had some reports saying it was this in this area and we had one hole Um, that we tried to target earlier on, 596 JSPD 596, which was a BP hole, and it hit 15 metres at 5.2% copper. But in the work, the report that we had, it said it was an angled hole, so we sort of tried to twin it. We didn't have much excess. But in this data that we found, this paper data, the driller's reports, it said it was a vertical hole. So we approximised the position of it of the collar put the rig on it uh, just before PDAC, and we drilled it. And the day that we actually caught up with PDAC, um, we actually started getting very close to target, and by the Wednesday of PDAC, we were into it. So I had to keep my cards pretty close to my chest for the last couple of weeks, and and it's just it was fantastic. I mean, you, there's a video on it on YouTube. I think it's 1,800 views now on Twitter. Um, the grade is just phenomenal. I mean, we've got, um, some 34 and a half meters going 1.7 grams a ton of gold, 4% copper, um, 22 silver, the copper equivalents as always copper equivalent that's been adjusted for metallurgical recovery. And as you know, the Cabo sale, the higher the grade, the better recoveries we get, um, And what's really nice about it, we had peak gold up to 34 grams per tonne and that wasn't the gold overprint, that was VMS, straight style gold. But this has a really significant, a couple of significant um, elements to it in respect to the upside of the belt because Cabo was found on a, a 56 ppm soil anomaly and we have multiple occurrences of copper and soils along the mine corridor. We've got stuff down in... Gold, copper goslins down in Alvaro, we've got copper goslins down in Avraada. The potential now for this belt has been realised that it can host quite significant widths and extreme grades of copper mineralisation, VMS, at the same time. These deposits, or well, the Cabasa in particular, we know has been overprinted by high grade gold. It's just the most surreal upside potential I've, we've brought to the market since, I guess, since whole 49 you know you just don't see this stuff
0: it's it, this is coming from the southern copper zone of the project so really kind of a southeast of that main Cabasol uh mine area but importantly tell me more about where you're seeing the highest grade as compared to uh the resource model that uh, has been you know kind of set set in place for now
1: look with the resource model, you could, I've told all of our investors and they all know we only use compliant 43-101 compliant data. So we knew there were zones, I think it's the 400 series holes which indicated quite strong copper in the deposit and the historical resource, they were quite happy to use that, but it wasn't compliant, so we could not use it. And we do know there were zones within the pit, uh, the central copper zone had a, a zone there that was quite intensively um, charcoal pyrite we can't mind that because it's just too difficult to go through the old workings. But this zone down here, the Southern Copper Zones extension, they actually drove out into it looking for plus three gram gold because that was their cutoff, but it never achieved the three gram gold. It was very high in copper. So this entire high grade extension coming out of the pit, sorry, out of the old underground workings has never been included. And so when you do the resource calculation, it can only use the data, the geological data, the assaying data that is compliant. So as we've said before, and we've seen that not only in the northwest extension, the infill drilling, where we've got a bias on the vertical drilling, we're now seeing we're to populate in the future, being able to populate the resource model with, with new high-grade zones. And I think now that takes, I think we've got, what was it, 17 or 1,800 metres of high-grade zones yet to be infilled or known to be infilled in the entire two-kilometre pit, open pit area. It's, it's, it's a phenomenal result. <laughs> we were sort of bouncing off
0: the walls. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, I'm kind of curious. You know, I keep thinking back to PDAC and you and I having that conversation with Paul Harris after the PEA was announced and you know that those economic studies were obviously very positive but having this result here this expiration result you know do we need to maybe change the way we approach Capasol, knowing that we've got tremendous higher grade both copper and gold and how that maybe deviates from a strategy the original strategy that would become part of you know the pfs as far as you know what what a mining you know what a mining operation might look like, mm. like so i guess is this a game changer for as we continue to advance capisol?
1: i think it's highly in expect, in line with the expectations of capisol's upside i think it's a, very much a game changer for the belts upside because we have you know as you can see in some of our presentation multiple zones of coppering soils and all of them have to be perspective now to have replications of CD40s um, VMS because this is not remobilized copper. This hasn't been something that's been remobilized out and as a blob. This is coarse grain placed VMS, and it's it will certainly when we go to do um, the 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 resource upgrade in, in probably Q3 Q4, it will certainly have an effect locally on the on the on the resource um, area because you can see, I think it's on figure two. You look at how the, and justifiably, how the model that we used did not smear grade into areas where we didn't have any information. But now we've got it, we're infilling the, the resource model. And you can see the zones there going one point, in the block model, going 1.3, 1.7, 3 grams, 3.7 grams, gold equivalent. Whereas this zone averaged, um, I think 7.9 in that immediate load zone, 7.9 grams per tonne of gold equivalent. And it projects below the pit. So as we've said, as we're infilling the program, the infill program, and at the same time testing the upside, we are finding some quite prospective zones of mineralization in Cabo And we've been corresponding and updating the market. Like we have some additional holes that we'll release shortly. But they, and I believe they'll be in line with the expectations we've given to the market in the past. But if we were to publish those, you wouldn't even see them or see the importance of sort of future drill results because this is such an amazing hole. It's just, I, I've I've never drilled and I've never financed a copper hole this high. Um, Asian, our CEO, has never drilled a copper grow, and I've, I'm sort of battling to think of some of the ones that have been this high. I mean, you might look some of the stonking holes out of um, Sunridge back in 2010 could be comparable, but um, really just for the richness, the fantastic metallurgy of Cavasal, it's it's really uh, a diamond in the rough in the junior mining stakes. I just go, I don't have a comparison today
0: on the TSX or the TSXV. Do you? How do you follow up on this, or have you began following up on? on this zone
1: oh geez i was trying to think how i was going to follow up from the pa and then the next day i just <laughs> i mean you know when we drilled a hole 49 did i think that was going to follow hole 48 no um uh, how, you know what am i going to drill next week don't know um we were with we, what we're doing what you have to do now is a very concise targeting process in that area so we'll run that downhole geophysics um, vertical hole is not optimal for EM but we'll still run it uh, we'll do a measla mass that should give us a better, it's another geophysical tour that should give us an indication of where we're looking at
0: um,
1: it, obviously it's plunging back to the southeast so there should be an up plunge to the northwest so we've got to see if we can target that with drilling um, yeah look it, it's this project over the last two years has put put drill results, you know, time and time again. I mean, what was the last one we put out? Hole 205 was 52 metres or something. It was it? 52 metres at 2 point something grams per tonne gold. It, this project, this deposit, um, just has that unique ability to be able to deliver time and time and time. And it's not closed off. I, expect, I fully expect to have replications of either these type of copper results or high-grade gold results again and again as we slowly infill the deposit, just based on the uh, where we've drilled here in the southeast is actually quite sparsely drilled by us. So there's a lot of upside there yet for us to drill. You can see that on yeah. Figure 1 just in the southeast. We've concentrated mostly on the northwest because that was high gold, sort of uh, low copper. And we knew that as we were coming from the northwest to the southeast, that the copper grades generally increase. We did not know they were going to increase this much. And that is, but again, now we can extrapolate that to the upside potential of the entire 55 kilometres of continuous tenure we've got on the belt. And no other company's got that. I mean this is just such a value creation event for our shareholders. Uh,
0: Gilbert, my last question for you before we let you go is I do, I want to ask you about, obviously this historical, the historical drill, drill holes from BHP kind of led you into this direction, gave you this result that you reported this morning, which is incredible. Uh, But there's obviously a lot more data there for you to help kind of direct further drilling and exploration. You know, what other areas of Cabasol in coordination with this this historic data uh, are you starting to, you know, look at and, and start putting, you know, drill planning and drilling targets in you know, down the line. I mean, you mentioned there'd be more results coming in in, in you know, just maybe a couple of days or a couple mm. of weeks. But how is this really, in, in the grand scheme of things, really directing the exploration work at Cabosol with this historic driller?
1: Oh, look, it's, it's... The exploration upside that this is guiding us for, we can, we're allocating our investors' capital to test it. But with this, this belt will still be being explored and tested and growing for decades to come. So, how do you, when you've got an entire belt, how do you say what your priority is? Um, it's, a, it's a difficult question because um, if we were a, a producing company with cash flow, you just focus all your drilling on Cabo and get it into cash flow, uh, and then use cash flow to d- develop the exploration of the belt because that then you don't have to dilute through equity but that also gives you an indication of the equity upside of of meridian shares because longer term the majority of this belt will be developed out of cash flow not out of i've got to say potentially developed out of cash flow but we will like logical bullseyes like saint helena we are we have you know we are looking at launching our drill program there later in the year we're still testing the the interim zone the, the mine corridor um, and then we're still start, just starting to scratch once we get the, which is soon to be delivered our um, environmental access for Alamo, to go in there and have a look at some of those goslins, because they're directly coincident with conductors. So we've got, we, we can't, I can't, in my lifetime, like my career, my, what have I got, another 10 or 15 years left, still a young man. Even after 10 or 15 years, this expiration <laughs> play is not going to be exhausted. It's just going to keep delivering. And this is what VMS belts are like, they just go on for decades.
0: All right, Gilbert. Well, congratulations once again. Looking forward to the next round of drill, re- drill results <laughs> that you said you'll be reporting here pretty quickly. Uh, so you and I will probably be chatting once again when those results are presented to the market. Uh, but until then, uh, stay safe and uh, best of luck to you and everybody else there on site.
1: Thanks, Jared. I really appreciate it. And I look forward to updating everyone again See.
0: Uh, That's your update from Meridian Mining. Again, trading on the TSX with MNO and on the OTCQB with MRRDF. The information presented should not be considered investment advice. Mining Stock Daily and its affiliates are not responsible for any loss arising from any investment decision in connection with the material presented herein. Please do your own research or speak with a licensed financial representative before making any investment decisions.